Hello and welcome to the final episode of the Patriarchy Podcast for Season 1. It is the 14th of July, it is very chilly, but we are about to have a heartwarming discussion because the format of our episode today is a little bit different. Today I am joined by the co-director and co-founder Emil Lars and we are just going to be discussing, you know, our thoughts and reflections on the podcast so far and basically our hopes and expectations for season two so mr lars how are you doing on this cold sunny day um how should i explain the the current uh shape and phase that my toes are in Wow. <laughs> uh, except that, except that each individual toe is busy um, shaking on its own, um, not in accordance to any of the signals my brain gives it. Wow. Through the nervous system, it's just yeah, you know, it's it's quite cold. I mean, um, usually people would just say, "Yeah, I'm feeling cold, but I'm doing great." But you have to be very, very descriptive, and I appreciate that. And I think. That's one thing I appreciate about being your business partner is that you have very creative ways of thinking of things. Because initially, I was just like, let's just do a book. Let's just do a book. But you're like, nah, I think we should do a podcast as well. Um, yeah. And I think it has sort of transpired into a really great podcast where we invite different people um, to discuss on the topic issue. And I think for the past last couple of episodes what i've appreciated is that we've had people that i that we personally haven't known but are Mm. very progressive very fun and very interactive um yeah what has your favorite episode been of season one oh wow how do you choose favorites um i don't know so for those that don't know, um, the person that the person that edits the podcasts and kind of makes sure that things sound as decent as they can—that's uh, me. Um, so I listen to most of them, and so I—I I don't know. I think it's it's a tough question. Um, which one? It's a has, really tough question. I think perspective on the way you view society. Which one was the one when you were busy editing? You actually took a moment and thought deeply. I'm I'm going to say um, I can't remember what the what the episode's name is, but the Black Lives Matter episode mm-hmm. um, with with Sia and Karab, uh, yeah, Cabello, yeah, yeah. Where, yeah. Yes, where where we had literally no intro music. Um, I don't even think we had outro music. Um, but I mean, okay, besides for the fact that like something happened on the Zoom and I had to like cut like all the little thingies and sounds and pops and stuff that happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, besides that, I, I think I listened to that um, easily two or three times mm-hmm. and it was late and I was feeling terrible and... Um, I mean, it's, it's one of those, I, I have been like at that, at that point in time, I was off of social media for a while and I was just like completely missed the events of, of the weeks and days. Um, and this is like one of the first times that I actually heard of, of the murder of George Floyd. And I was just like, okay, 
hang on, I missed something big. Yeah. Uh, what am, what is going on in the world? Because yeah, it's it's so weird if you um, are in this kind of isolationist position um, and you don't do social media purposefully because of other reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, Have you felt that? Because I mean, I episode, really, that I think that for me rough. was a very insightful episode with Katlejo and mm. um, Sia because them being both black mm. men who reside in South Africa sort of understand the struggles of black men in America. But also what I really loved yeah. about that episode is it changed the shift in rather than just discussing and complaining about the issues, we really then discuss the solutions to the problem. How do we yeah. change a system that has benefited for so long? Um, and mm. and what, what, do we, what can we in our own personal capacity do? Um, and I think mm. personally, from my own perspective, what my, my favorite episode has been, um, the episode I think was two episodes ago with Jaya and Kwasi, with the discussion that was of you know, lit. LGBT and the experiences of growing up and shaping your identity when the world mm. is telling you to be heteronormative. I think for me that has, it really unpacked mm. so many different discussions that I haven't had with a lot of my LGBTQI uh, friends. And I think what made me then realize is that there are greater discussions that need to be had for the younger generation, especially because I think with the content that we consume, it is, you know, it is just, it, 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 there is a lot of subtle messaging that is always being tr- transposed to say, this is the right way of living. And if you don't live this way, then, you know, you're considered to be weak. Um, and I think I, I genuinely appreciate the patriarchy podcast for doing that, for exposing me to different narratives, to different experiences and different lessons. Um, and I hope it's done that the same for the people who've listened as well, you know, um, maybe just changed mm. their views on, on different things. So, I mean, for you being a, a white man, have you ever felt like there was a specific episode that really challenged your masculinity i think all of them Mm. um i don't think there's one episode that hasn't uh i think you know being in the room with the first i think the first two or three podcasts we we were able to do without zoom because you know 2020 was still a young thought in our minds um but like being in that room and and you know the the panelists or people discussion holders um you know started going and going and going and just like okay cool um i think that was quite quite the experience being in the room with those discussions and um i'm not the object of the discussion you know like i what what i have to say has literally like it's not what can i actually bring to the table that everyone doesn't already know that's the scariest part about it is just like um you you know the white narrative in in like the broad sense is so uh, well known Mm. that what am i going to say to that isn't that's new to the table and and that's quite interesting because it forces you to just go okay i'm just going to shut up now and listen Mm. Mm. because because that is really, I think, the basis of 
moving forward and changing the patriarchy and changing racial division racial divisions and just being better people um yeah because yeah, i think too often people are are self-absorbed and very very quick to only think about themselves mm-hmm. and not not just get to the basic form of just listening and engaging and being and active thinkers while mm-hmm. people speak mm. yeah um, i definitely agree with you there i think um you know especially having quite a few of our friends on this podcast um talk about things that we usually don't necessarily have enough time to talk about makes you then mm. understand that our our experiences and our journey with this thing called life is very different but we still go through mm. the same thing which is the patriarchy mm. um and i think for me looking back at the episode with um inguli and to me um where there was the discussion about mm. I, you know, I, I find it was, it was probably banter, but you know, I, I, I think it was very interesting how Inkuli brought up a point of the, the different type of foods that men carry. Oh, the banana thing. You know? And I felt like, you know, in as much yeah. as it's very funny, there are probably some men who go through this, right? Who maybe have to cut their bananas in slices so they feel comfortable to eat it because they don't want to be seen. I mean, you know, it, it's, yeah. it, it really... It this really is something that I literally opinion. know from primary school. Yeah, it is really eye-opening having these discussions um, and, and, and really, really, really get into the crux of things. And I think what's interesting mm. is that with 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 season two there's more room to get really deeper into the crux of things i feel like we've just touched the Mm. surface you know we're just swimming having a good time but if we want to go for a deeper dive um Mm. you know we perhaps maybe just have to change the the um the ant like the the conversations the topics and maybe also change our cards to be a little bit more what's the word (laughs) you know like up in there like i don't know the cards just maybe yeah perhaps need to be let's a not pull more, the punches yeah you know really just it's really yeah. more introspective so i guess mm. my next question with you being the editor would be what are your expectations for season two like what do you hope and wish for in terms of content and maybe also mm. like guests that come into the podcast like what are you what are you hoping for uh personally i think season one is is a a good way to see the lay of the land Mm -hmm. in terms of just just figuring out the geography of of people and the geography of the main argument that is against the patriarchy that is against um things that that keep systematic systems of of oppression in place mm-hmm. you know hearing hearing that out it's a, it's kind of like a court case type of thing you know state your case state your case um i think i think um season one's pr- probably the what do you call it the plaintiff the plaintiff season where where we get to understand the problems where we get to um state them rather clearly um I think season two is going to be a bit more of a, I don't want, I want to call it the defendant, but I think it's going to be the point where we start 
introspecting a bit more where we start getting um, people up into the, the stand to, uh, what is the word? Um, give their testimony. Testimony, yeah, yeah. Yeah, give, give their testimonies, um, either, either, either testimonies or finding evidence and across um, cross-examining people and such. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think that's what I'm excited about. Um, especially for season two and going forward. Mm. Um, I'm, yeah, I'd like to see people that are not of a similar opinion. I think, I think, yeah, I think it's going to be quite interesting if we, if we um, find people that are completely against what we call feminism or that have a notion that, um, I don't know uh, what's the word that I'm looking for sort of patriarchy just doesn't it just doesn't exist in their minds you know they you know and these are narratives that people live with because if they didn't the patriarchy wouldn't exist mm, mm. I think you that's know? a very interesting point you bring up because it's like how do we how do we prog- like um move this movement forward if we still have people that are anti-feminist or or are um you know uh, i don't know i can't can't even what is the proper word to call people who don't like feminism like i I mean well patriarchs right i I don't know like essentially if you're anti-feminism you're anti-human Right. Right. Feminism. Pretty much. You know? So it's yeah. so interesting in terms of how I would, if I had to be in those involved in those conversations, I'd have to be very objective in trying to understand and allow for mm. these people to provide their testimony um, without being too subjective. And I and I think, yes, we should provide a platform for people who don't necessarily have the same views as the people that were a part of season one. But then mm. we also need to be very mindful of the fact that we cannot give the platform to people who are very problematic, right? So mm. we, we won't give the platform mm. to abusers. We won't give the, the platform yeah. to rapi- rapists. Um, but we're more than welcome to have a discussion with people who um, want to challenge the notions or the fundamental mm. values of the, the topics that we're bringing up. So mm. I think what is, what I at least am hoping for for season two is definitely we have a more range, diverse range of people that come to the table that want to talk um, and really share their personal experiences. Cause I think, you know, the episodes where people talk about their personal experiences, where you have more people relate and listen, um, you know, Absolutely. and I think what, what the Pills of Patriarchy is about is we're really about trying to take a topic or a subject that is very, very complex and make it so simple to understand. Um, From a human perspective. Exactly. So that people don't necessarily Mm. feel like this is just an academic issue. This is just an academic thing that needs an analysis. Um, The truth of the matter is it affects us every single day. And so Mm. I think the questions that we need to maybe also ask in season two is instead of really just talking about the problems we face, we need to really bring the solutions to the table. Um, Mm. And I I personally really want to have more younger people like younger than I am. Um, I find that 
the younger generation, right? I don't even know what to call them. Are they Gen Z? Gen Yeah. Gen yeah, Z. Yeah, the Gen Z, like Dragon Ball they Z. Are so Except dynamic. we had Dragon <laughs> They're so dynamic and vocal about the issues they face. And I think it's just a matter of giving them the platform to discuss these things, you know? Um, and I don't know if like patriarchy is um, or rather racism is a, is a result of um, patriarchy, but I know like a group of high school students are currently going through a lot of racist experiences at the moment, but the way they are galvanizing themselves to keep the energy up is so inspiring. And it's like, Mm. you know, we need these, we need these discussions. There are stories that need to be shared. And I think Mm. personally, especially with August coming up, um, not the person or the rapper, I mean the actual man. Oh, wow. To anyone that was thinking <laughs> we're not having August on our podcast we're am, not that influential yet <laughs> I am I am of the old school notion that we were going to resurrect Julius Caesar's adopted kid Augustus <laughs> no um so with women's month coming up I also want to have more conversations personal direct conversations with people one-to-one one-on-one I guess Mm. um you know talking about how it is that they've conquered patriarchy or they continue to conquer and slay patriarchy in their daily lives you know so I think with season two there is definitely going to be a different um energy feel different feel but this time Mm. it, it is like you said there are going to be more people giving their testimonies and we we really 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 are keen to see the, the the types of people that come to the table, if that's what you want mm. to call it. Is I also a, think should we insert the ad break now? Do you want us to? Okay, ad break. <clears throat> Since we are listening to a wonderful conversation about perils of patriarchy and slaying the patriarchy and listening to things that keep the suppression of people as its core function. Um, We inspire and recommend that you get your thinking caps on and your reading glasses on and snuggle up with a book called The Perils of Patriarchy, which is a book that we distribute in South Africa currently. And you can also get the ebook on Amazon. All of the links will be in the description to this podcast. Go and get yourself a copy. Don't be, don't be ignorant. Don't be ignorant. Get the book. Thank you. And I promise in season two, our ad breaks will be better. <laughs> they will be so polished. Better. They'll be polished. They will be, you know, better summarized. And the use of vocabulary will be, will be pashash. Will be better. I mean, that, this is assuming I don't edit this ad, that ad, but <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I think, um, um, you know, just to wrap up the conversation, um, I, I am really looking forward to season two. Um, and I think what, what is important to know is that our, our podcast is very open to inviting anyone. You know, we don't necessarily have a specific criteria. You mm-hmm. just have to be an ordinary, extraordinary person who is dynamic and passionate about the world that we live in, right? And um, creating change. And creating change, small. you know? But, you know, now with season two, we were like, we want to change it up. If you really are a person who has very interesting views about feminism and the patriarchy, 
you know, be sure to reach out to us. You can send us an email. You can reach out to us via our social media and we will get back to you. And I think what's very interesting is that we really love engaging with the people that we come across with. I think I've, mm. I've actually made quite a few friends with people that I just met on Twitter and joined the podcast. And after recording for 45 minutes, I'm like, I like you. Let's be friends, you know? Yeah, I guess the added benefit is that after recording, we can be friends. <laughs> but yeah, um, if- if you wanted a, a, a good way to get friends, you know. Yeah. You know, Since COVID can't get you to the library to meet friends and stuff. Exactly. You can meet friends on the Patriarchy podcast. So I'm really mm. excited to see how season two turns out. And mm. I'm going to ask this final question to you, Emil. Oh, wow. So if you had the opportunity for Cyril to... Cyril being our president, sorry, our honorable president, if he had to put things on immediate effect in South Africa, mm-hmm. what exactly would you want immediate effect on, in particular regarding to feminism in Turkey? Yo. Well, um, mm. I think what's, what's quite... Oh, wow. Okay, this is going to be... How much time do we have? Do we have <laughs> enough time for this? Um, I think first thing is it's very scary to me um, if you look if you look at the numbers regarding um, alcohol consumption and domestic violence, specifically pertaining to gender-based violence. That is, it is very scary. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what's what is quite you know distressing about it is is that it is alcohol as a thing that that is I wouldn't say the the starting point of the problem it definitely isn't but it is it is the thing that takes the inhibition away and the and the sense of morality gets kind of flushed out mm-hmm. um so I think I think with the immediate effect type vibes um it would be great if I, I'm not saying stop alcohol because we know from the United States circa 1920s that that's a terrible idea and that's how the mob starts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but um, definitely there needs to be some sort of stricter regulation. Can I add a point to that? Because yeah? there's um, a person who's from, by the name of Lucky Tamani, he is part of the National Liquor Trades Council and he says... Alcohol abuse is an age-old problem. The Czech Republic drinks 10 times more than South Africa, but they don't have any issues with alcohol abuse there, right? But then I also challenge that notion to say that we cannot blame alcohol as the issue to gender-based violence, right? I feel that there probably needs to be more responsibility that is put on men um, for the abuse that they perpetrate um, onto women and vulnerable groups, right? Mm-hmm. And as much as I, be, I believe that maybe the re, the, the the reducing of um, consumption of alcohol could maybe help, I just feel like no liquor ban is going to solve the real problem we have mm-hmm. as South African men. So, so, so here's my here's my first the reply violence, to the violence stems much deeper than just alcohol. Yeah. Like it can be yeah. a catalyst. But it's 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 still deeper than that, and so yeah. Personally, no, exactly. I'm not saying that'll solve. 
it it definitely won't solve the problem there i don't think there is a uh, there's a magical switch that you just like boop on a db board and and all of a sudden all of the electricity that fuels gender-based violence and men being absolute trash is going to stop that i don't think that's a realistic um understanding of of just society and how people work but um i do think though in in that guy's um statement he overlooks and generalizes something very important and that is alcohol is at the very center of disempowering people in south africa mm-hmm. in the czech republic um I don't want to be this guy, but uh, they can afford alcohol without losing their jobs and spending all of their money on it Mm -hmm. because they just earn enough to be able to afford that. Um, Where alcohol in in South Africa, literally some dudes from Europe came through and they were just like, okay, we need to start making farms and like make stuff for the traders that came past to have stuff so that they don't die on the boats. Okay, cool. Fine. Let's start farms and oh we can make wine and okay cool that's nice and then how do you you know there weren't enough people to obviously farm all of these lands so what do you do you employ the natives now the problem is uh the dudes that they encountered here were like nah fam we don't care about your farms we don't care you you're gonna give us money what's money um so they got they got paid with money with uh, liquor yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah. DOP system, literally yeah. the, you know, the DOP system. Yes. Um, yeah. And that thing still continues to this day, by the way. Yeah. Um, people that work on farms still get paid with booze. So and with- that still continued mm-hmm. into, that's continued for centuries into the mining system and, yeah. and urbanization we into apartheid. The history is, the history is there. I get the history. I understand the yeah. history. But so I'm just pointing that out. but. Yeah. Um, your, your thing is like, should yeah, we so have liquor ban or should we reduce I wouldn't, consumption on alcohol? I think consumption consumption would be a, a way to to slow to at least slow down the rate at which things are happening because it is a catalyst that um, that is making the the extreme actions happen more rapidly. Okay. You know, I think I think that's one thing. It isn't going to stop the. It isn't a way to stop the actual leak. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it the the actual leak. Um, I think it. You know, theoretically, this should start at young ages. This should start at um, people being born into a family, into families, or into you know social setups where they're cared for by men and women. Mm-hmm. You know, and whichever form of carbon based life form you identify as um you know but there but there shouldn't be this whole narrative of like i we have no patriarchal figures mm-hmm. you know and i i think i think um a big part of it is also patriarchal figures in or yeah what's it maternal paternal that's the word i'm looking for paternal figures um accepting that you know they aren't perfect because nobody is um accepting that there are things that they can get better at right giving better examples to people growing up um i think the school system needs to revolutionize very much not in terms of too many like i won't get into like 
art needs to be done better and science and whatever else. Um, but like LO is literally the subject that's supposed to teach us these things. Yeah. And I don't know about you, Yeah. but my school years and I've heard by like way of people that I've met in school still to this day, LO is just kind of that subject. No one really knows what to do with because it gets taught by people that aren't up to speed with things. Yeah. And not as progressive. So, and yeah, so I think that's, that's one thing I would, I would heavily change in terms of how it gets taught. Multiple things. Essentially, your immediate effect is putting the whole country of South Africa in rice. That's what it sounds like to me. But I don't blame you. We need to. We need to. I don't don't blame you. I feel that they definitely, in terms of, like I agree with you, the reducing of alcohol is definitely a catalyst to this abuse. But I definitely think there needs to be more um, sustainable work, especially in the teaching Mm of consent and also the unlearning of toxic masculinity. And yeah. I think Nkuli and I have had this discussion where we said, maybe there needs to be like a AA, like an alcoholics anonymous version for masculinity and fragile Absolutely. masculinities. Where yeah. it's free, it's maybe, I wouldn't say, <laughs> cause if I say it's state, it's paid by the state. We don't know if that would work, but um, essentially these yeah. things you can join, they're compulsory. You have to go there at least once a week and you are speaking about mm. your issues of malehood, manhood, whatever you want to call it mm. in the session where it's a safe space. And you're also getting the integral tips on how not to perpetuate this violence. Yeah. Um, so I think sort there are so sort many of, different oh. Solutions mm. to the table, but it's just there's a lack of rather political will to mm. really implement them. You know, I feel our minister of police is very, very trigger happy on taking away alcohol, on you know a lot of things. But I wish he had the same energy for for gender based violence as he had mm. for alcohol. Um, yeah. I really just wish that we could also have a state of emergency for the scores of women and children that are, are dying at the hands of men. Um, and I, I don't know if we can ever get to a point in society where the whole country can just stop and say, this is enough. You know, I thought that mm. last year, September was that time where we were all like, this is enough, but mm. surely there wasn't more. Cause uh, yeah, they, you know, it's, it's sad. It really is sad, but I think, I think there definitely needs to be, a gender-based free South Africa with immediate effect without a doubt. Mm. And how we go about that is something that needs to be ongoing conversations, but I don't think it needs to be the work of women. I think it needs to be the work of progressive men that are willing and genuine to be mm. a part of this movement. So on that note, I think, wait, one, one last thing before we get to that note. That was before we oh my god okay but but one before 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 <laughs> like just two seconds um i think i think the one I thing that we need to keep in in mind the one thing we need to keep in mind in terms of um anything that you call a movement anything that you call a a, a will of a group of people to change something for the better in the society is something that doesn't happen with one event it right. is something that doesn't happen with multiple events 
-hmm. it is something that happens regardless of events mm -hmm. you know what i mean it it doesn't take um someone to get brutally murdered and raped and it shouldn't that shouldn't be the only driving factor or one singular event that changes things. Um, I, I always look at um, revolutions. I always look at historical stuff because I love history. Um, but you look at anything and it's got, it's kind of like a virus in terms of modernization it. But it starts with one patient zero that eventually becomes four people, eventually becomes 10 people, 10,000 people, 100,000 people. And it's ongoing. It, it, it doesn't just, unless it's a actual nuclear bomb, it, it, it isn't a split second thing that just one event changes everything. Right. And I think that's what I enjoy doing about the patriarchy podcast and why we're coming back after having a bit of a break and rethinking and restructuring and um, figuring out how our uh, what is the word that i'm looking for how our format is going to slightly change um is the fact that it, it every wednesday there you go it, well it started with every monday but now it's every wednesday mm -hmm. there's an episode every week there's a little bit of keep it going keep it going keep it going whether sun or rain or hail or covid or not because mm -hmm. it this is this is something that should happen in our society we should have a society that is diff i don't think complete equality is something that is a thing that we can probably see in our lifetimes but heck we can definitely get it more equal and yeah. more fair yeah and that's something that everyone should be striving for mm -hmm. Okay, well, on that note, this is how we wrap up season one of the Patriarchy Podcast. Thank you for the wonderful idea, Mr. Lars, for um, a great and progressive podcast. Thank you to all of our guests who've been a part of this journey. And thank you, most importantly, to our listeners who continuously support us and share the episodes on their social media. We will be back very soon, sooner than you think. And we will be back with a new energy, a new format, new guests, and a better way to dismantle the patriarchy. And on that note, this is how we end season one of the Patriarchy. Remember, the patriarchy isn't going to fight itself. Period. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs>